tonight on Unsolved Mysteries, Angels, Life-Saving Sister, Deputy Death, and Hoochie Coochie. Hi, I'm your co-host, Crystal. And I'm your other co-host, Robert. This is Reenacted and Unsolved Mysteries Podcast. Robert. Yes. It is you this week that has something to discuss. Yeah. Sorry if that got a little hot <laughs> hot on the mic there, Connor. My voice really went up. Um, you have a real life unsolved mystery on your hands. I suppose I do. Now, you're no stranger to getting weird shit in the mail. Is that true? Would you say that's accurate? I I would yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've received my share of weird shit in the mail. Um, okay. I'll let you take it from here. It's your mystery. I Have you... Yeah, I, uh, you, you say that... Have I shared uh, past examples with you? Or? Well, you you know what you get. Uh, uh, oh, yes, yes, of course. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to the ostensible topic. Um... Yeah, I. You did not get s- snacks from Australia. Uh, Let's just put it that way. But yes, the the topic at hand. Um, <clears throat> yes. So I received a a you know um, an envelope. Uh, it's not Manila, right? It's what what's that color? Just yellow, yellow orange. No, that's a ma- Manila. Oh, okay. Yeah, I. Re- yeah, that's a, you got a good old fashioned Manila envelope. I've seen pictures, so that's why I can weigh in. I but. see. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, it's, um, uh, it, it had stuff carefully, uh, written on it, you know, don't bend and, and so forth, uh, or, or stamped rather. And mm-hmm. I, I, I see that it's, uh, well, maybe we'll make it a little bit of a surprise. I, you know, I open it up and inside like the first thing I pull out is a sort of uh, what uh, lithograph is that what it's called a, a, a sketching an etching of uh-huh of dr. Ben Carson uh, right now please please tell the people who Ben Carson is um, well uh, he and not was as I had assumed originally <laughs> yes well I think I guess maybe the most important thing is he's in fact still alive he, mm-hmm. he's like what some sort of pediatric neurosurgeon um yeah but that's probably not how, how most people but yeah him. yeah I mean, most probably most like 97 percent of uh, uh, of americans who are familiar with him probably know him for uh uh from his 2016 uh, presidential campaign in the re- Republican primaries. Uh, he sort of had a, uh, I'd say, I'd say, sort of a sleepy onstage presence. Uh, you know, like I, 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 I feel like SNL really missed out on when, uh, mm-hmm. sort of portray like doing a, a depiction of uh, the debates that year by not having someone just sort of portray him as falling asleep on stage while standing. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, so 
If um, wait, what year was he running? Twenty sixteen. He it was twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the The year is if if you thought he ran in twenty sixteen, you're you're correct. Um, okay, I did think that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no. Okay, great. It's fine. It's fine. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, was this also uh? The year that Herman Cain was running in the primaries. No, 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 no. Uh, that was when was Herman Cain running? Twenty twelve. Okay, that's. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. Um, if uh, if you're really keen on uh, having um, uh, God talk, uh, uh mm-hmm. he was he was uh, probably had a certain appeal, um. And sure enough, on this uh, etching, or rather a copy of an etching that's mass produced, um, mm-hmm. uh, he he drops a few references to uh, to God, like um, thanking it, thanking God for introducing me into his life. <laughs> which uh, yeah, no, it's sp- so the etching. There's like, what do you have it handy? Do you want to read it? Oh. Um. Yeah. This just. Otherwise, I can grab my phone, which has a picture of it. Uh. Yeah. I guess your phone uh, would, in turn, have a picture since you took the picture and sent it to me. Uh. This just requires me walking across <clears throat> the room and grabbing something. Okay. You do that. All right. All right. Uh, Robbie's going across the room. He's getting the etching. Um. And he will recant what? Not recant. Recount. Repeat. Read off. All right. All right. Uh, He's back. Yes, I will read the contents here. All right. Uh, To Robert, I thank God for all the people whom he sent into my life. The people who gave their best so that... These words are capitalized. So that I could learn to give... My best. You are one of them, Dr. Ben Carson. So you didn't like donate to Ben Carson's campaign or anything, right? No. I didn't think so. Um, and was there a return address on this envelope? Oh, yeah. I um uh there was, uh I think. May- no, maybe not. Um uh, not a return address on the envelope. I'm sorry. Did I not mention what the other contents of this? No, you just you <laughs> sent me a picture of the envelope. You sent me the picture of the drawing, which is uh, the handwriting on this thing is very distinctive and very creepy. Yeah. If um if anyone uh played a lot of PlayStation game, PlayStation Two games, um. You know this this the handwriting. It kind of looks like mystery slash horror game for PlayStation Two. Like say the game's about like someone receiving letters from a serial killer or something. I I don't know or 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 ghost or whatever. Um, in the back of the box they have like they they have the writing done in the style of one of these letters. That's what it kind of looks like. And certainly having some of these words in all capitals uh, <laughs> sort of adds to that quality. Yeah. Okay, so what else was in the envelope? 
Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I guess this is going to be an immense letdown uh, as it's a rather banal, um, uh, like some, um, some forms and a return in like a return envelope and some forms for filling that mm-hmm. filling sending a payment to some pack or something. And do you think it was a coincidence this this envelope arrived near your birthday? Oh, that's an interesting notion. I, you know, they probably if 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 they had gone with more of a happy birthday. That, that that yeah mm-hmm. that might have been uh I mean it isn't it did arrive at around around my birthday so there's that mm-hmm. uh, I don't know I feel like the the various charities that are now pleading for like make because even though I didn't donate to Dr Ben Carson's uh, presidential campaign I've I've donated mm-hmm. to a number of political campaigns over the years and sure mm-hmm. my name's circulated out to so many lists that like. I ended up getting uh, a few mailings from like actual charities, mm-hmm. and one of them sent me like a, a whole package full of like this was before Christmas of like Christmas cards and stuff to send out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, this actually um, sp- spares me the effort of having to go out and buy them, <laughs> buy them in the st- store." And I always appreciate. Uh, um, not having to go outside my house, so I sent mm-hmm. I sent them a check. That uh, mm-hmm. was probably a mistake on my part because now I'm I see. I'm getting like uh, people uh, people begging for uh, charities begging for money every which way, um, and some of them are starting to send me stuff to like so, one of them uh, I I didn't I didn't actually check uh, it's in. It's still in my car, but like, it sent me some stuff that was uh, like birthday cards and stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of odd because like they sent it around my birthday, but it's not like addressed to me. It's for me sending stuff to other people for their birthdays, <laughs> okay. which is which is fine because like I like yeah. I like giving people stuff on my birthday. Um, uh, and that way I'm kind of like a hobbit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, Dave and I sort of maybe tracked down the artist on Facebook that we think did the sketching and I sent that to you. Yeah. So maybe this isn't as much of an unsolved mysteries. I mean, when you first sent me the picture, I had assumed Ben Carson was dead. (laughs) Yes. So uh, there was a whole other layer of this. That I was like, didn't he die? Now that why is Robbie posthumously getting things drawings of Ben Carson from the grave? It's like that PlayStation game, right? <laughs> the hypothetical one, like you're getting yeah. letters from someone from beyond the grave. But then once Dave corrected me and said, "I I think you're thinking of someone else." <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ben Carson is still very much alive. Um, another unsolved mystery this week that I'm just going to blaze right through, uh, and we won't discuss because we're getting on here in time, is that we shot down a couple of UFOs this weekend. Yeah, that's cool. fun. <laughs> that's fun. They put the whammy on them. Can't wait to see what happens with that. Um, yeah. Listen, R- Robbie. <laughs> We are picking up this episode of Unsolved Mysteries. It was actually a extra super large 
episode. Mm-hmm. So this is the second half that we're going to cover today. So we're still on season six, episode 23, which is the season finale of season six of Unsolved Mysteries. I'd say this is definitely like the weaker half of the episode because we're, there's two lost love segments, although they're kind of. I don't know. I thought they were kind of interesting. They are. They, they're, um, they're a lot more interesting than the standard boilerplate stuff. So The teaser that we got at the very beginning of the episode is that we were going to talk about Guardian Angels. Mm. And um, there's there are two stories <laughs> in the first segment of the second half of Unsolved Mysteries, episode, or season six, episode 23. Um, and the first one is a young woman... Um, goes uh, she doesn't go with her mother she goes with some extended family on a road trip to yeah the grand canyon in 1976 and uh, her name is janie and uh, she was 13 years old at the time they went to a area i guess on the rim of the grand canyon called the painted desert and there was some guard railing around because that's why the railings there uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah and she decided (laughs) she decided that shit just didn't apply to her so in order to get a better picture she went over the guardrail when no one was looking and ended up sliding a good ways down into the canyon and then sort of like stopping on the edge of like a cliff right basically where she would have, like, if she had gone any further, would have just most certainly fallen to her death. Yeah, instead of sliding diagonal, she would have been going straight down and for probably a right. long, long ways. And at just that moment, Janie's mother back at home, who is interviewed for this segment and seems kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Should she seem weird to you? Just a she little, yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um, so her mom, I guess they're from Michigan or whatever. Her mom was like, at that moment, I was compelled. I'm like, how would you know it was at that moment? Because there's, because there's part of the story that not a minute and a half later that will completely contradict what the mom is saying. So the mom was like, well, she, I was compelled to read Psalms 91. Mm -hmm. So, um, At this point in the segment of Unsolved Mysteries, they kind of leave you hanging as to what exactly it says in Psalms 91. I immediately went to my personal Bible. Okay. Yeah. And decided to do a little bit of reading. So I will save us. Are we? It's short and I'm happy to read it. I've got my Bible open here if you guys want to. Should we do a little Bible reading? Let's let's do so. Are you ready? Yes. Um, I'm, and just so we don't get any letters, I'm reading from the Good News Bible. Uh, it's today's English version. It's not the NIV Bible. It's not the King James Bible. Hey, you, it's not the Gideon Bible. Th- th- this is going to be in English and not Latin. You got a James. Bushmills okay. That's Protestant whiskey. Okay, this is how it starts. Uh, Psalms 91. Whoever goes to the Lord for safety, whoever remains under the protection of the Almighty, can say to him, You are my defender and protector. You are my God and you I trust. He will keep you safe from all hidden dangers from from all deadly diseases. He will cover you with his wings. You will be be safe in his care. His faithfulness will protect and defend you. You need not fear any dangers at night or sudden attacks during the day or the plagues that strike in the dark or the evils that kill in daylight. 
A thousand may fall dead beside you, ten thousand all around you, but you will not be harmed. You will look and see how the wicked are punished. You have made the Lord your defender and most high your protector, and so no disaster will strike you, no violence will come near your home. God will put his angels in charge of you to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands to keep you from, from hurting your feet on the stones. You will trample down lions and snakes, fierce lions, fierce lions and poisonous snakes okay so i'm gonna stop there but basically um that's where you and john travolta blow the guy away (laughs) yeah pretty much okay so so janie let's go back to the grand canyon janie has somehow gotten back up to the top of the canyon rim Okay. And back over the fence. Yeah. And her family was like, yo, where were you there for a minute? And she's like, oh, I like fell and I don't know how I got back up here. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much what happens. Okay. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, the mom back in Michigan was like, oh, my God, Janie's going to die. And then <laughs> I don't know why she thought that. Um, and so basically the story here, you know, about 20 years after the fact is that Janie was lifted back up to the top of the canyon by a guardian angel Mm. and that Mm -hmm. somehow triggered her mom to read Psalms 91, which does very uh, explicitly mention angels and protection and, and saying to keep you from hurting your feet on the stones, which is pretty fucking literal. Um, But it also has a lot of stuff about seeing the wicked being punished and plagues and, snakes (laughs) snakes <laughs> lions yeah, that's, that's, it and sounds uh, kind of cool yeah i'm uh, i don't know i don't i don't know if janie was ever in any direct threat of snakes or lions in her trip to the grand canyon but i don't know it kind of just sounds like maybe janie's mom was retconning some timing there like Perhaps. because janie comes listen the mom doesn't even find out about it because the extended family she was with doesn't want to get reamed by mother I, by like, for like letting Janie do that. So she so it never gets mentioned. <laughs> I'm glad that was your interpretation too, because uh, on the, oh, yeah. the, 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 the literal text of the, of the segment is like, Oh, we just didn't want to worry her. And da, 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 da. I was like, no, right. no, no. Her brother and sister-in-law were like, Holy shit. Don't yeah, mention you almost close. plummeted. To, we almost let you plummet to your death in the Grand Canyon. Right. Because we weren't paying attention. And but also she was 13 years old. She was damn well old, old enough to know not to do that. Yeah. And anyway, so Janie only in showing pictures to her mom after they developed like weeks later, like casually mentions, oh, yeah, let's die. And but then ended up back at the top of the canyon. And so then I guess her mom like instinctively knew the moment that must have happened, even though she wasn't told about it until weeks later. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm okay. I'm willing to buy the idea that they could, they could be sure that she was reading the Bible at the time this happened, right? Because it it, it sort of gave the impression that like every morning she sat down for about two hours to to. Mm-hmm. to do her bible reading so you could you mm-hmm. could calculate like okay well if this is in whatever time zone and the grand canyon is in pacific time zone then blah 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 etc cetera, etc cetera. uh but yeah it is um is rather amazing she knew to the, to the second when she was reading the psalm 
Uh, so what do you th- what do you think? What's your verdict here? Okay, <clears throat> here's gonna here's my speculation. Genie, uh, mm-hmm. uh, when she slides down, uh, and let me tell you, like seeing her slide down uh, that cliff, that was actually some impressive stunt work. A, um. I mean, you know, it wasn't like a super daring stunt where whatever they were filming, mm-hmm. but it, it looked cool. Uh, it kind of reminded me of uh, longtime listeners of the pod will remember the when I worked for the Mosquito dis- District. And mm-hmm. uh, one time I was throwing some stuff uh, into like, a, not a stream, but like, I mean, it's an irrigation ditch or whatever. And the ground gave way underneath me and I slid... <laughs> Slid down mm-hmm. uh, and got my uh, legs wet up to about somewhere between the feet and the knees. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's what it reminded me of. So if you if you if you remember that story, uh, and I know I know that one's a particular favorite of listener Jen. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, that's what immediately came to my mind. Uh, but I'm thinking, okay, so she she attributes like she stopped at some point, um, you know, right before she <laughs> went for a much, much, much more high up tumble. Um, mm-hmm. that, and she sort of gave the impression that like some force stopped her. And then somehow she got uh, pushed back up uh, onto, uh, onto the top of the... the uh, you know, cliff area. Mm-hmm. I, and she, you know, she told Pete, like she told her re- extended relatives like, Oh, I don't uh, remember something. I remember it happened. Something like pushed me up. I, okay. So I don't want to call, call her a liar, but I think mm-hmm. what it is, is like after the slide down, uh, she managed to like climb back up, um, mm-hmm. and so as she got near the t- as she got up, back up on uh, flat ground, and was no longer mm-hmm. fearing <laughs> for her life. Um, I think like in her mind, she's like, "I'm going to get in so, so much trouble." Um, mm-hmm. I'll tell them. Like, you know, I'll just like, I'll make up the story that like some invisible force stopped me and pushed me up. And that way, uh, uh, I don't know that like, it was a way of getting, uh, not getting into trouble, but wait, no, that wait, Robbie, that doesn't make any sense. Cause, uh, if she was worried about trouble, she just wouldn't have told her mom. Cause her, 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 her in-laws were certainly. <laughs> certainly right. keen to to keep it a secret so hmm. i don't know what happened <laughs> i <laughs> uh, i don't know either i think it's probably likely she didn't fall as far as she did and just in shock climbed back up to the top yeah and didn't remember doing it i think that's the likeliest explanation okay um okay but this is uh there's two angels here yeah All right, now we're going to go to Riverside, California, 1991. Mm -hmm. And um, 
Estella Vera. Uh, this was one hell of a reenactment. <laughs> oh, this this it's in its own category. Yeah, I don't remember the name of the son. I don't really care. But so Estella was outside in their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, with her son and her daughter and um all of a sudden they saw this ice cream truck getting robbed uh yeah or or some some sort of um struggle happening uh right i well it was her it was her son that went to try to fight off the robber who was also fighting the driver yeah and then so somehow the robber took control of the ice cream truck and drove it straight into estella Mm -hmm. and like pinned her with another car yeah um this was one of the look what happened to estella irl was not funny how the reenactment went was fucking hilarious (laughs) because the way that they like do a close zoom in as you know from the point of view of the ice cream truck on the woman playing estella is very funny yes um and then so what happens with estella is she like her leg is severed below her knee and she goes into cardiac arrest she has a hospital blah 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 she recovers she's fine she's telling the story it's okay um but uh estella irl kind of seems like a kate mckinnon character from snl okay it seems like she's doing like a character she doesn't <laughs> <laughs> like quite like a real person i guess i don't yeah. know maybe i was just disassociating but she talks about when she was she saw the ice cream truck coming at her that the driver was very very angry and then she saw the like this beautiful man the smiling <laughs> beautiful man surrounded by light in front of the ice cream truck yeah and then the ice cream truck hit her, but then the only thing that she felt was she was being held by the smiling, beautiful man. The way that Unsolved Mysteries animated this. Oh, it is glorious. It is literally glorious. There is a, I don't know, who do you think this angel looks like? Um, He has like really big teeth and like no lips. I have a notion in my head. I don't know. I I don't at all. I just like he looks like somebody. Who do you think he looks like? Um, like any number of sort of um, Hispanic charismatic uh, Sunday preaching guys. Maybe I. He kind of he was kind of like red as Caucasian. Well, not Hispanic. His skin to me. seemed almost not that you can't be both. Yeah, it, it, but his skin seemed almost gray to me. So <laughs> I'm not okay. sure. I, I I actually um in my notes I put down <laughs> ethnically ambiguous. <laughs> mm. Okay. He's well. He definitely seemed very Caucasian. Okay. To me, but anyway. Um, yeah, so there's just like this glowing, smiling, doofy looking dude, like in the front of an ice cream truck. And he's wearing what looks to me like an angelic tracksuit. Yeah, it's very like Warren Beatty, Heaven Can Wait sort of situation. <laughs> I appreciate that reference. <laughs> that was a, uh, I pulled that out of my ass. Wow. Yeah. Who even remembers that movie? <laughs> 
I, that was before my time yet. Okay, so uh, Estella's like, then I saw the man. He was the most beautiful man, and he held me, and, and it was my angel. He was a beautiful angel. He was so beautiful. I cannot believe he was smiling so much. And the driver, he was just so angry, and I saw his anger, and then I saw the beautiful man. I was like, okay, thank you, Estella. <laughs> it's like <laughs> she, She's very right. enamored with this angel. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like, why don't you just marry him already? I mean, you definitely get the feeling she would if she could, right? Yeah. Like- um, notably, though, this was because the last uh, episode we did, but it was still start part of the same Unsolved Mysteries episode. This is the second uh, amputee and second person who got prosthet- a prosthetic leg oh, yeah. in this episode of Unsolved Mysteries, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. This was in the same episode as the last week. That's correct. There's a lot of interesting, like, I mean, if we, if you look at all the segments in this episode as a whole, there's sort of, mm-hmm. um, it's sort of interesting which ones they selected. Like, at the very least, like, I remember last week I did express some disappointment because I was upset that the the Bigfoot segment wasn't half an hour to 40 minutes long. But mm-hmm. I feel like really when you watch this, it's it's not a boring episode. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. an hour and a half of a lot of like there's a lot of int- interesting stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you notice in the fight that's happening outside the ice mm-hmm. cream truck. Mm-hmm. Um, like when the uh, assailant guy um, breaks free and gets into the tr- ice cream truck and drives it, drives it at, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, you can hear the owner who like, cause every, uh, uh, the owner is also like Hispanic and mm-hmm. like, he, you can hear him say it's a door like 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 he's like pleading with this like guy who's getting into his ice cream truck and i just like to mm-hmm. to imagine that like what he's saying in the english is like please sir don't take my ice cream truck uh, well like i understand ice cream trucks carry cash but they're not carrying that much cash well yeah it's i mean i actually i did not interpret any sort of like conventional robbery motivation when I was watching Mm -hmm. this reenactment, like my -hmm. first thought when I saw the ice cream man struggling with the, uh, the, the the dude and uh, you know, everyone else getting involved in this, this, like this, this grappling uh, thing was like that. This was just like a guy who was like freaking crazy that was my first assumption. Mm. He's just like he reads as like, <gasps> like like he's just like yeah. insane no, with every, anger. Everything, everything about this reenactment was turned up to eleven. Yeah, yeah. He like <laughs> his his anger level was at like eleven. Like he was just like Ugh. yeah. And I don't like my sort of head canon was that he was not interested in. The robbery or anything else because i kind of feel like what's kind of going on here is you kind of have to you kind of have to headcanon it and interpret that this guy is just getting away from some other situation uh mm-hmm. and i don't know what but some some sort of situation where he needs an escape vehicle 
Right. And so and the and the ice cream truck was like out there. It was out there. It, yeah. it, like he saw it. It was like, oh, this is a vehicle that has keys in it. I, you mm-hmm. know, I, I can, I can get in and I can drive away. And, you know, he tries to take the ice cream truck and is getting into a struggle with the, the, the poor, the poor owner. And then, um, uh, like, I mean, cause like he gets in that ice cream truck and I, th- like, you know, it's, it's presented like he's just insanely like driving it right into her. But I feel like it was more just like he was so desperate to get away. He was just driving really fast and ended up accidentally crushing into her um, mm-hmm. in his attempt to escape. I mean, granted, an ice cream truck is not like an inconspicuous <laughs> escape vehicle. No, it sure isn't. It's also not terribly fast. <laughs> but... At least he's gonna like have some ice cream treats. Uh, to, uh, you know um, that that you know they might they might be soothing to the soul. So while you know help calm him down. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this was this this show this show was before the the game Twisted Metal. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what all I have to add. <laughs> So, Robbie. Yes. This is the first of two Lost Love segments. It it is. Um and they are not sucky Lost Love segments either. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh well, they're, they're at the at the very least they're not the usual standard boilerplate Lost Love segments that we've gotten in the past. Um, that's true. So, but it's interesting because there's kind of a theme that kind of connects both things. And that's sort of like, they have to find their missing family members because of a medical issue. Oh, I must have full disclosure to our audience. Uh I, Uh I kind of paid more attention to the, uh, the segments crystal is taking the lead on on this because well why don't why don't you talk why don't you talk about no, Marilyn? And no no you talk about diane you talk about diane you talk about Marilyn and who who i uh, diane <laughs> that's how i'm saying her name yeah that, that, I, diane <laughs> yes when when you sent me the text telling me which segments you wanted to take i read mm-hmm. it i misread it as um Marilyn and Dylan. I was like, who the fuck is Dylan? Oh, no, it's Diane. Diane. Okay. Okay. So Diane is, uh, she's a middle-aged woman. She lives in La Crescenta, yada, yada, yada. She has some kind of weird blood disorder that goes completely unspecified Mm -hmm. that she's been dealing with. And exhausted of all treatment options, her doctor also interviewed in this segment. Weird. Um, (laughs) He's got a lot of screen time. Yeah, that was odd. But uh, anyway, so Diane is looking for her long lost sister who might be a good candidate for a bone marrow uh, transplant, which the doctor thinks might be the final, you know, the Hail Mary for Diane who and Diane seems to be she she's interviewed for this. But she seems to be in really high spirits. And, yeah. you know, she's like, oh, I'm probably going to be dead in like a year. But, you know, I'm the reason I'm not dead yet is because I had I had to raise my daughter. I'm not ready to kick the bucket yet. You know, she's like she's a real broad, you know, yeah. she's a real 
<laughs> She's a real. Uh, okay. So anyway, um, they grew up in her and her sister, Marilyn, grew up in L.A. in the 40s and they didn't have any money. So many things. Her family gets split apart. Um, when her parents uh, get divorced, I guess Diane stays with the mother. Marilyn goes with the father. Um, for a number of years, they only saw each other once per month. And then eventually they grow apart and see each other less often. And that's sort of an interesting custody arrangement, isn't it? Yeah, that, like, that's... Um, each parent gets a sibling? I, I, I thought literally that was something that only really happened in the movie The Parent Trap. <laughs> right. And even then, like, at least in that case, they're like, well... You know, they 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 they, they, t- they split them up as infants. So I mean, right? Yeah, it's kind of weird that like two older kids are, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, and I'm wondering like how that all got decided. That, that- but then also like the mom and dad have so much animosity for each other that they're just kind of indifferent about trying to keep their kids together. <laughs> right what's going on i don't know that was so there's like they everything about this segment was super strange they would rather like have the kids separated just uh, just so they don't have to do exchanges or see each other um just mm-hmm. like you'll you'll how about you take a kid i'll take a kid and we'll just be fine mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, weird anyway um so diane kind of just doesn't see her sister for a while then in 1965 which is about 11 years after their parents are divorced um diane goes to randomly visit marilyn at the restaurant she worked at so there's a little reenactment of diane and marilyn or the actors playing them having an exchange and marilyn saying that she'd fallen in love and she was going to marry this man who already had children from a previous relationship and that was kind of it and then um Fast forward to eight years later, because I guess they don't see each other. Yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight years later, there's a phone call and Diane's like, oh, OK, wow, you have a young son named Billy Joe. Cool, cool, cool. And they're like, well, we should get together. And then like so many people in L.A. didn't do that. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> and I, I kind of feel like they depict like the, the phone call ending like, yeah, OK, bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, yeah, I I understand the circumstances which allowed them to grow apart, but it also kind of seemed like neither sister was making much of an effort. Yeah, it's the the sort of effort that I usually make for most of my acquaintances to keep in touch. Yeah. Uh, finally, when Diane realizes that she's dying and she needs a bone marrow transplant and the only uh, living person who might be a good candidate for that is her sister. She decides to hire a private investigator. <laughs> also named Marilyn. The Mar- So Marilyn is trying to find Marilyn. Yeah. And so Marilyn P.I. I'm not really good at replicating theme songs, but just, just imagine the... No, the, we, we got yeah. it. <laughs> uh, so... Marilyn P.I. is like, look, I've got this woman's name, last main name is Jones. I don't know. It's like a needle in the haystack. What am I supposed to? And I'm mentioning this because I really feel like Diane should have gotten her, demanded her money back from Marilyn P.I. here. (laughs) 
because of the update that we get later. But all right. Yeah. So uh, so Diane goes to Unsolved Mysteries and she's like, I'd really like to, you know, it's not just about trying to find a bone marrow transplant, even though it kind of feels like it is <laughs> because she hasn't, I don't know, until now attempted to find her sister. Yeah. Um, she's like, I'd like my sister back in my life and just to, you know, catch up with her. Whatever. Okay. So uh, we get immediately get an update and it's not even like a typical update it's just an addendum to so i guess the segment aired a couple of times the first time it aired a woman uh in colorado a, a totally separate pi totally separate pi named robin lee in colorado saw the segment and then it was just like, well, yes, I understand Diane's probably dying of this blood thing and she needs to find her sister for medical reasons, but I'm just going to assume someone else is going to handle this. <laughs> and then the segment aired again. And then finally Robin was like, well, fuck, I better call and solve mysteries because no one else is handling this. And then Robin is interviewed and she's like, oh yeah, well, I mean, if you don't count July 4th as a working day, I found her sister in three days. <laughs> and that's why I'm like, Diane should go back to Marilyn PI and be like, give me my money back. Cause this woman did it for free and she did it in three days. Yeah. Yeah. Three. So what the hell? I, I, you know, I kind of feel like Marilyn PI, like her, like when they interview her, like pretty much your entire focus is really just trying to justify <laughs> why she couldn't find yeah. the sister. Yeah. yeah, totally. But Robin Robin uh, Lee did it in, literally in three days. And so then the segment ends with Marilyn and Diane being reunited. The, the proper update that we get uh, is that unfortunately Marilyn was not a good match for Diane for the bone marrow transplant and diane um died about a m no wait a minute she died about a year after be re being reunited with her sister so hopefully they got to catch up a little bit yeah but, you know D diane was a real pisser and uh r.i.p she seemed like a cool lady um i did kind of think everyone in this story was sort of full of shit <laughs> because it's <laughs> oh, like totally i under i understand the initial drift Right, as children, um, mm -hmm. between Marilyn and Diane, but then like they just didn't really seem very interested in being in each other's lives. And then it's only when Diane like n is gonna die if they don't do this thing that she hires this PI, and then the PI is full of shit because she couldn't find anybody. And then this person, Robin Lee in Colorado, is like, Well, I understand the woman is dying, but you know, someone else will figure this out. <laughs> and then waits another six months and is like, Well. I guess I better call himself mysteries. So I don't know. I just, I just kind of felt like everyone was kind of shitty. And the second, the world is a shithole full of shitty little scumbags who are scared shitless. Yeah. That's from uh that's from a John Candy movie. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, no, it, but but it matches what you're saying. Like, I mean, yeah. there's not really anyone. Yeah, I mean, I guess the doctor. Is he the hero? The I think maybe the doctor. Yeah. Who was interviewed pretty extensively. And he's just like, a Diane just keeps going. She's kind of a. Kind of a. Kind of a miracle. Kind of a miracle. Yep. She's just too stubborn to die. So. Yeah. Anyway, I guess the doctor is okay. Yeah. So let's go to a, our second lost love segment. No, wait. 
There's a... Nope. Sorry. There's a... Mm. There's a, uh, another thing. There's an <laughs> unexplained murder that we got to deal with. Or mm-hmm. So, uh, do you, did you catch this guy's last name? His first name is Charlie. Anderson. Charlie Anderson? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to call him Charlie. Uh, That's fine. Yeah, Charlie, who's, uh, well, he works for the whatever department PD. I can't recall even what state this segment takes yeah, place no, in. It's not. It takes, well, it takes place in Burbank, California. Uh, oh, I see. And he works for the LA, LA County Sheriff's Department. Oh, uh, He's a deputy sheriff. I see. Anyway, yeah. they open up like the the best that they, you know, when they're sort of talking about him as a person, they're really fixated on talking about his driving skills. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's real. He's real good at it. I guess so. Uh, and of course, the driving skills play no part whatsoever in the rest of the segment. No, you think that's going to be a thing and it isn't. Yeah. I mean, if if there had been a, a high speed chase involved in this, this that that would be kind of cool. But no, uh, Charlie and and I'm not entirely sure what like what was was him and his wife that and their kid they were out doing something or they're going to go out doing something and they stop back at the house real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to I don't know get something and Charlie's like, just wait, wait here, I'll I'll be back in a second. And then mm-hmm. he's not back in a second. Uh, and eventually his wife is like, what is taking him so long? And she gets, you know, she, eventually she goes inside and the reenactment of her going inside is like really interesting. Cause for one, mm-hmm. it's shot in such a way that I feel like this is how they would usually shoot. Like in the past when unsolved mysteries would depict a dream, right? The lighting and the kind of, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, uh dusty and anyway she's like she's ascend she's ascending the stairs and she's she's saying charlie 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 and you know like in that voice you would give when you're walking into a house and you're trying to like get someone's attention like let them know you're there or you know you know let them know that you're looking for them and and mm-hmm. here's what's really weird. She ascends the stairs and up on the the second floor, uh, in front of the stairs is Charlie's body. Um, I guess what they were going for was because his eyes are open. Is that like she was trying to address him, like you know, uh, uh, as if he was awake and conscious, but the the reading the actress's voice. It's her inflection when she says Charlie, when she sees him, is the Mm -hmm. exact same inflection she uses for when she's like walking up the stairs like Charlie, Charlie. Mm -hmm. And so so, I mean, like it would be like you would expect her to say, say, say it the exact same way as if his body was not even there. Mm -hmm. It was very weird. Anyway, so she goes running down, you know, discovers what, you know, like, like oh, God, it goes running down, um, uh, grabs her kid, goes to the neighbor's uh, place. The investigation, they find that, I mean, it, I, I guess, it, like, their, their sort of uh, speculation was this was, like, uh, deliberate, like, 
murder of Charlie that was meant to be set up to look like a robbery gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly, like, like they mentioned some stuff, like their stuff in the house had been moved around, but they said that what was unusual about it was like, whereas a robber is just going to like root through stuff trying to find valuable mm-hmm. items. Like once stuff was pulled out, it, uh, it was put back. Uh, mm-hmm. So either it's like an actual robber who's kind of like maybe a little obsessive compulsive. And he's just like, you know, like he pulls out the drawer to look for stuff and he's got to push the drawer back in. Uh, or I don't, yeah, I don't know. Uh, they don't solve this, right? Mystery, mystery unsolved. There's a phone call. There's like a lot of. Oh, the phone call. How can I. Hey, made about the phone call to the Burbank Police Department. Yeah, there's like a phone call's made and some guy's like, hey, I want to. I got something to mention about the. What happened to Charlie, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And they the dispatcher has to get their supervisor. Right. For some reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the supervisor. Co- well, because the guy didn't want to be recorded. Oh, so that's why the supervisor. Came. Oh, okay, yeah, the guy's like, I don't want to be recorded, and so the supervisor comes is like, well, okay, um, you are being recorded now, so I tell you what, uh, let me give you the number for my my you know my my office line because that's not recorded, and just call me there in a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. And of course, the guy didn't. <laughs> right. I wonder if it was like a prank call, like the guy was calling and he would be like, I uh, did not shoot the sheriff, Oh, but I did shoot the deputy. <laughs> okay. And then he was just going to like giggle and hang up. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, th- that, uh, I guess prank call or just like, you know, guys just calling to waste time, you know, just. It's got nothing else to do. Sort of, are poss- are probably the strongest possibilities. Maybe this mm-hmm. guy had some information. If if that was the case, I would I would guess maybe like he called, and like after hanging up, he kind of he kind of got scared and just didn't follow up with the the secondary phone call. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, case unsolved. <laughs> yep. No update. Yeah. Robbie, I want to go to the carnival. Uh, this segment starts out at the carnival. Uh, oh, great. I wanted to go to the carnival. What's your favorite thing at the carnival? Um, The food. Mm-hmm. What do you like? To- General ambiance. The ambiance. I, I mean, corn dog. I like a soft pretzel. How about you? Yeah, those are solid picks. Um, I don't really like to fuck with the games too much because those are all, you know, a scam. But if I was, I I, I did enjoy the uh, dart balloon ones. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Um, It's very satisfying to pop a balloon with a dart. It is, right? It is. Uh, Well, let's just say my view on carnivals it is heavily shaded by one time at the Nevada State Fair, and this would have been mm-hmm. the 2006, 
Mm. Or possibly the 2007 Nevada State Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with some acquaintances. Oh, and, uh, you know, I'm not a coward, Crystal. Okay. So. I believe you. So I went, I went, like, they're like, let's go on the rides. I was like, okay. Uh-huh. You know, even as scary as they might seem. Uh, mm-hmm. We went on one where, you know, it's one of those ones where it raises you up and it swings you all around in all sorts of ways. Yeah. Um, That's how I discovered that I get motion sick. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so we come down from that and, like, uh-huh. I step off that and I am nauseous and disoriented feeling. And uh-huh. I basically ruined the entire car, like, state fair experience for them because like i was like i gotta sit down so mm-hmm. i just sit down on like a curb mm-hmm. and my friends kind of quasi enjoy themselves for like the next hour or so before they're like yeah we should probably leave because robbie is not looking very well fuck yeah like i mean at, at one point like a couple of like uh cops who were uh stationed uh at the fair came by i was like are you okay i i guess they must have thought i looked like i was like drunk or or, mm-hmm. or just stoned or or you know like it, like to the point where mm-hmm. like this guy could like prop this guy might like pass out and die jeez wow yeah um so no more rides for you huh? that was the- <laughs> not happening no i can handle um I can handle a conventional roller coaster. One interesting one that goes up and down, right? Mm-hmm. So you know it climbs up, but not upside down. But but yeah, not upside down. Yeah 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 yeah. No upside down for you. No upside down. I'm I'm so with you on that. I have to tell you something, Robbie. I think this is like a good time to mention it. Okay. Um, I've never actually been on a roller coaster. What? Interesting. <laughs> Never. I've attempted to get on a roller coaster. I've like stood in the line with my ticket ready. And then like the two or three times in my life where I've attempted to do that, like the roller coaster broke. <laughs> are, so did you. Okay. Okay. And are you now interpreting that as a sign that maybe you shouldn't try to get on a roller coaster ever? Um. Yeah. I mean, at this point, the closest thing I've been to getting on a roller coaster is I went on the Harry Potter ride. Okay. A couple years ago okay. at Universal Studios. And that has very roller coaster like motions. Okay. And I, like you, d- got off that ride and was like, I am not okay. Uh, I need to sit down. I like did not like that sensation. Yeah. At all. So here here's the best <laughs> part of what happened to me. When we finally got into the car and we're driving back, some on we were on um well, it's not 395 anymore. It's 580 something or ever in Reno. Uh, what? Yes. They renumbered the main freeway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's 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 now uh, three. Uh, instead of 395, it's 585 or something. At least the part okay. that's in yeah. Um, I think it happened. Were, were you still in Reno when like 
the the route through the new route through Washoe Valley. Open? No. Okay. No. And the only the only time I've ever driven on that is like the last time I came to visit you. Okay. And that was like oh that was a while ago, but um that that is terrifying. First of all, we're so off topic here, but yeah. That new route is very scary. Right. I mean, I did not care for that. Also, that area, it's like they built this bypass up into the mountain and it's windy as fuck. Mm -hmm. And you're like on this ridge of a mountain overlooking the Washoe Valley. It's scary. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the like you remember that bridge took forever to build. I, yeah, I mean, it was like the entire time I lived in Reno, and it still wasn't done by the time I moved. And the the reason was they 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 halted production uh, um, construction of it because they're like they weren't sure whether the Brit the wind that that intense wind that comes through that cut would uh, would knock the bridge down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really questionable up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, Brenda, wait, 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 but we haven't even got the, the, the best part. Okay. So, oh, we went to, we went two layers down and I forgot that there was a middle layer. Sort of an, ins- sort of an inception, uh, type yeah. thing. Yeah. We, ins- I incepted myself. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so, okay. Sorry. So I'm being driven back to the apartment yes. of the people who, uh, took me to that state fair and we're mm. on uh, what you know as 395. And, right. And, yes. And it was right <laughs> uh, once we'd gotten a, just a little bit south of um, the Grand uh, Sierra that I had to roll down the window and I threw up on the side of their uh, car. <laughs> so you were so sick for that long, like you had to recover at the carnival. Yeah, yeah, you were checked on by the police, and then you were they, they were like, "Well, this is fucked. We gotta go." And then that's when you got sick. Is when you got back in the car. That's when I threw up. Was when we got back in the car. Wow. Yeah, um, it, it's. I mean, I was not. I was just. I felt. I felt like shit right up till then. Yeah. And this is. Wow. <laughs> this is. What, I mean, and this is the the, the sad thing because, like, I mean, obviously, as soon as I, I was done throwing up, I was like. Uh, yeah, I felt much better. And I was like, I, I, in retrospect, I, I kept thinking like, you know, I, I would have been fine if they had turned back and gone back to the carnival as long as I didn't have to go on any rides. Uh, uh, then I could then I could have experienced it. <laughs> mm. um, uh, also of interesting uh, of note. Uh, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. because I was feeling so nauseous, I wasn't in a position to truly appreciate and enjoy it. Uh, but while I was li- uh, sitting, uh, like on the curb, uh, wishing I was dead, um, mm. the, uh, uh, one of the people I went to the carnival with pointed out that because we were uh, sort of sitting near where some of the, like one of the child rides were, you know, just like a little, a uh, little thing you put the kids yeah. on and it just, you know, it goes on. It's a little track thing uh, around. Um, uh, one of my, uh, one of the people I went to the carnival <laughs> with pointed out that one of the, the, one of the people operating that ride looked like doc Brown from back to the future. <laughs> you had, you had the white, Big, big white mm. hair, 
Uh, mm. Kind of a similar facial structure to Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> and, oh my goodness. Yeah. And he seemed really like just, uh, I, I don't, I'm not sure if exhausted is the right term, but like, I mean, I guess, I guess, it, it, I mean, the strain of operating this little ride was, was such that like once, I guess he's like, he's obligated to say, oh, oh, I'm bored all bored when when like all the kids are finally in their thing but like uh-huh. when when all the kids were finally seated and he was walking over to the control panel you know, like like it, i mean you know he was giving it you know he was he was he was putting in the effort but he it, like the exhaustion in his voice was was palpable he's like oh all bored <laughs> 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 oh. and 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 so anyway carnivals uh brenda uh yeah yeah, let's talk about brenda likes going to the carnival not so much because she enjoys the carnival itself but she's trying to find her parents yeah (laughs) because she's like i don't know like a batman villain or something i don't know (laughs) what's going on here yeah her her carnival parents uh abandoned well they they gave gave her up to like uh a normal family (laughs) and she's now trying to track them down you said that this was related to a medical issue i must have missed that they very briefly say she is determined because she they it's unspecified and the wiki says she has ms so that's why she's trying to figure out who her parents oh, are. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, because she needs like some genetic something or other. But um, yeah, they were they didn't say. They also didn't say what the blood thing was with um, Marilyn mm. and uh, Diane. Well, I mean, and the other segment. And to be so. to be fair, that like the relatives are the ones who really need to know the the particulars, not so much us the audience. Right. But no, we don't. Yeah. I mean, it's not that I'm doubting that there's a medical <laughs> issue in this case. I just it's usually they specify. Yeah. And then self mysteries and they just didn't for either of these. Well that's fine. Now the thing is, I mean in this segment it kind of, you know, it, it talks about how her father, I guess the speculation is he was a barker for the what was it? The the Setlin and Wilson Carnival. Setlin and Wilson Carnival. Mm-hmm. And um you know we get we kind of get some like uh some background information uh what they what they know cuz cuz of her medical issue she was actually able to get the names uh or or her birth certificate so that's how she knows about the mm-hmm. carnival thing and th- there's like a lot of actual live footage of her talking with uh various carnival people including a uh, god what was his name uh something stevenson um Joe Stevenson. Joe Stevenson, who they they mentioned is a 60-year veteran of the carnivals. Yes, yes. Which at so that means at the time um at the time of this uh of this airing of the segment, which would have been in the, the early to mid 90s, that means he he'd been involved with carnivals since the 1930s. Yeah. I assume like maybe like as a kid he did some of the, you know. Uh, he traveled maybe his parents I, I i didn't really catch too much of what he was saying um mm-hmm. brenda's looking for people like this you know who 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 might who might mm-hmm. know some of the uh, the classic old timers of uh 
uh, carnivals mm-hmm. and they they have her like in a phone conversation with some guy who I guess was a uh, real really circulated around in that scene. Uh, this this segment it's mostly composed of just current day footage of Brenda wandering around carnivals talking to people. Yeah, it was sort of fascinating. I thought. Yeah, we got it. And and Joe Stevenson gives us a little primer on carny language. Okay. So throw out some throw out some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't remember what he said exactly, but basically it was just like you switch vowels around, and it's kind of like Pig Latin. Oh, okay. And so carnies could communicate with each other, so that the clients or the customers wouldn't know (laughs) what they were saying. Basically. Yeah. And yeah, it's sort of you know she talks. Brenda talks about like she'll go to the carnival. She'll stand in front of like each car carnival person. And just sort of like look at at them for a while and be like, do they, is there, could they be related to me? Um, mm. There's not really any reenactments, which I mean is fair because like she doesn't have any knowledge of like, you know, what we, we don't know, you know, we don't have anything to base a, a, a carnival reenactment on because uh, there's no one who can recount any experiences or whatnot. Which is a shame because that would be kind of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we we've had we've had some carnival <laughs> carnivals pop up before in Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, remember the there was the the one kid who his father worked at the carnival and they slept in <laughs> they slept in a cage with the straw. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was terrible. And eventually, it was like it was determined, like well that's no life for a kid. So we're going to have to take this kid. Um, uh, yeah, I think, um, Brenda should just be glad that her carnival parents, uh, were able to leave her with like a conventional family and she didn't end up in the clutches of Georgia tan. Um, Mm. anyway, anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah. The carnival. Um, yeah. Now, with carnival food, I mean, mm-hmm. the most important thing is do not buy any prepackaged corn or keto corn or anything. Why is that? Well, I mean, obviously, if you're if you're buying keto corn that's just just coming out of their popper thing right then and there, that's fine, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they pop some up and they put in a little bag for you. Okay. But, okay, so I'm not sure if I should share this story. Okay, so once at the Lyon County Fair. I'm making a face right now. Yeah. <laughs> Grave concern. You should be. Uh, everyone should be. This is a watch the skies moment. Um, okay. Okay, so at the I was talking with someone who um uh because uh you know s- some carnival people came in for the Lyon county fair in yarrington and they, they mentioned in this segment that carnival people used to sleep in or underneath vehicles and care right. yeah, stuff yeah but uh but that doesn't happen so much anymore which i guess is the case because some people were staying at a cheap uh motel in yarrington um, mm-hmm. some of the carnival people, 
including the people whose responsibility it is to pre-cook up the uh, kettle corn and put in the bags to sell pre-bagged. Uh, and how they were doing this is they were cooking it up in the hotel in the motel room, and uh, they would lay out uh, like they dump the these large piles of kettle or, or popcorn onto the bed, mm-hmm. and then uh, you from there scoop it up into bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty gross. Yeah. So, so don't only buy unless you can see them make it. Yes, basically is what you're. Unless saying. you can okay. see them make it, dear God, don't buy anything. Don't buy it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, was there an update for Brenda? Uh, you've uh, there was there was there <laughs> were yes. <laughs> yes yes tell us about the update after, that I don't after uh yeah may or may ex- not I don't really care what it is but she ended up having like 11 siblings that came oh forward. right yeah no yeah that's right she she yeah. she couldn't find her her parents but she found yeah like a a shit ton of siblings um yeah it seems like a lot of them had been adopted out as well <laughs> I guess yeah I guess you know well that's co- I mean and and that's cool like I I don't know how helpful that is for her putting together her medical DNA stuff but Mm-hmm. Um, it is cool that at least she she got to like discover all these uh, relatives she had. So did they? I don't recall. Uh, did they really go into? Were these like siblings who were also unaware of each other's? Yeah, for the most part. Wow. They they yeah. So she, so. so she kind of like she really uh, assembled the Avengers, uh, as it were. She did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, I think um, the little white text update was like, so there was a an update where she was reunited with some of them and then Unsolved Mysteries aired that segment again. And then the final update was that Brenda had three more siblings. Wow. That she found out about as a result of that broadcast. So I don't know how they all linked it. I'm sure they did their due, due diligence or whatever, but like. Yeah, there was like eleven of them in total. I think some of them were half siblings. Okay, though. Yeah, they weren't all just from the same coupling, but <clears throat> right, right. I guess still, yeah. it was like, can you even imagine? You're like, I hope I can find my mom and dad. Oh, I have eleven siblings. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, yeah. That would be um, that would be an interesting experience for sure. Uh, um, yes. Yeah. And and then you're and then like you you're kind of the one who's responsible for all of them learning about each other and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're searching for your carny parents, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, flawless reenact at reenacted pod. Um, at. Yeah, that's on Twitter if you want to hit us okay. up. Okay. Because that still exists. Twitter is still existing. And then a little buggy these days, but it's there at Reenacted Pod yeah. over there. And then uh, uh, our Gmail address is what again? I'm having I'm... Reenacted Pod at Gmail. <laughs> Gmail. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we have some synchronicity there. <laughs> yes. Um, look for the same sort of stuff on Facebook. I might get around to updating it someday. And, sure. Um, yeah. 
So it's possible. Um, Patreon, yeah. $1 tier. Yep. If you just want to keep the lights on, as Crystal would say, you know, just show your yeah. support and love for the pod. $5 tier, mm-hmm. um, you know, occasionally some sort of unique content, or I might mail you stuff. Um, that's been known to happen. Yeah, yeah that's uh, patreon.com slash reenacted pod. I always drop the link in our episodes. Yeah, if, if so you, you go with the five dollar through, yeah, if you go if you go with the five dollar tier, let me know what your ad let us know what your address is so I can actually send you. Yeah, them. we're not going to show up at your house, but Robbie m- may send you something. Yeah, in the future. Yeah, and, and um, everyone can who who's received stuff from me so far can attest that not only did I not show up to their house, they didn't get anything weird. Right. <laughs> You only like to receive weird mail. You do not send <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. weird mail. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, rate and review, yada, 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 five stars. If you uh, like what you heard, if you didn't, then just that's fine. You can keep that information to yourself. Mm, yes. Um, that's okay, too. <laughs> it's okay to just not be negative. Um, Robbie. Do you want to do the thing? For every hold, it. and and we're we're signing. Wait, we're signing off for season six. This is the end of season six, so really make it count. Oh boy! Um, for every mystery, there is someone, somewhere, who knows the truth. Perhaps that someone's watching. Perhaps it's you.